10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Every Saturday night, unless we don't, and yeah, unless we Except don't do the times that we don't do it. <laughs> That's correct, which actually. is sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, you guys are on that mic, I believe. Probably something. Something, maybe. Who yeah, knows? Sam, this mic. Ooh, that's I, I can that's hear loud. myself many times. Yeah. <laughs> Just infinite ease. I uh, I forget which mic I put you guys on. I think that one. Wow. That one. Yeah, there we go. Ah. Oh, yep, that was loud. Okay, cool. <laughs> hi, Sam. In the high. <laughs> In the high. In the high. Um. Okay, I think. Uh, how do we sound, uh, person? Uh, because I got real confused setting this thing up for some reason. <laughs> um. What can I say? It was a long night. We're all a little bit dazed and confused. Long day. Had to start off. Sam has 369 hearts. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a long day. Um, started an hour early. Yeah, started an hour early because we uh, watched a movie that will not be up. The episode that we uh, recorded for won't be up for a couple of weeks. Uh, spoilers. It was Watchmen. We watched it. Mm-hmm. The ultimate cut, which is three hours and 40 minutes long very long mm-hmm. <laughs> so long um yeah so uh if you're listening to this uh even or the archive whatever happens to be the case yeah uh look out for that one <laughs> uh it, it might actually be almost out no, no no it'll be out the week after the archive of this episode goes up since we're still a little bit ahead of schedule yeah 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 a little bit anyway um Cool. So, uh, I am going to, I guess, start off with something that uh, I've been watching, or that I watched all of, rather. Um, Last (laughs) week, Sam brought up Sweet Home. Right, Uh, right. (laughs) Um, I watched all of that. It was was good then. Extraordinarily good. It had incredible character work, honestly. Nice. Um, I I don't want to spoil it because it's actually very spoilerable. Um, but yeah, the the I, I've mentioned this to E and I mentioned it to Sam and text. There are two things I didn't like so much in the show. Ooh, Sam still hasn't finished it apparently. Uh, no, so I will definitely not spoil it for her. Um, the story anyway. Uh, two things I don't like. Are the CGI is pretty cheap, very clearly real cheap CGI. Uh, some of the practical effects are real, real cool, but the CGI eh, iffy. But honestly, it's stylized enough to where you can kind of forgive it. I was gonna say, like, how bad is the CGI? Is it like 
Bollywood bad or um it feels like a CGI cutscene of a 360 game. Okay. Jimmy Neutron bad. Not quite that bad. <laughs> Same Jimmy Neutron's bad. That's what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> um and then the other thing I don't like is that any time where our hero characters uh do something heroic or brave or what the show considers to be like really cool awesome stuff um it plays imagine dragons uh yeah uh, sam says in chat they license that one imagine Dragons song so they have to constantly use it to get their money's worth i imagine that's actually exactly what happened that was half the budget i wouldn't doubt it <laughs> um because literally every single time a character does something that's supposedly heroic even in emotional scenes fucking imagine dragons comes on it comes on it's like i need a hero i don't think it's that song i can't remember the song that it plays radioactive. no it's not that one okay. although radioactive would be sort of fitting for the show kind of because there's monsters that are mutant ish i don't know if i can think of an imagine Dragons song uh, it's not radioactive thunder <laughs> nah. no not that's thunder th- is that imagine dragons yeah that's, yeah, that's imagine dragons. dragons thunder something thunder yeah that one's imagine dragons um yeah. Oh, what's the other one? I can't, I can't even. It's think one of, of those the songs. Name. Counting yeah. stars. That's not even close I don't to Imagine Dragons. I, I kind of want to. Where I don't even know where my phone went. There it is. Sam, <laughs> use your magic powers and figure out the name. Um. Okay, a lot of people have apparently googled this as well. Um, <laughs> warriors is what it's called. Okay. Yeah, and it goes, "We are the warriors." Who do something something? Um, you kill the monsters. It may as well say that. That's the song. That's how it goes. You hear that every other episode, sometimes twice in an episode. And I don't like Imagine Dragons as is. <laughs> <laughs> so having to hear it in this show that I am uh, otherwise incredibly invested in is really unfortunate. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. It's a nice big blotch. What's otherwise a nice painting yeah yeah um i think the thing that saves this show is because it is um somewhat i wouldn't say cheesy but it's a derivative b-roll no uh the story is like derivative and like it feels like oh another one of these post-apocalyptic things but the thing that saves it is it has insanely good characters like people that you really just root and care root for and care for and care about um, and that's what saves the show. Well, if they're actually very tropey in Korea, and it's just because we never see Koreans, <laughs> that is possible. <laughs> very possible. Um, like uh, I'm not going to consider this a spoiler because it's literally like the first thing in the show. Um, your most main character is a Hikikomori who is incredibly suicidal. Um, as many are. <laughs> Right. So that's that's your main character. And the whole thing of the show. Actually, I don't I don't want to say that because that might be a spoiler, actually. Um, but basically, there's these monsters and they've taken over the entire city and are destroying it, except the military still exists for some reason. Um, and yeah, it's it's really good. Uh, yeah, Sam says in chat, the show has a very Korean film feel. It does. Uh, it's well made. Like, it's well shot. I'm going to say that 100%. It's well shot, well made. Uh, great acting, as far as I could tell. I don't speak the language, but from what I could see, or feel great acting anyway. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely worth checking out. 
And if you don't want to watch the show, uh, it's based on a web cartoon, web comic. Uh, you would go read that. It seems like the show just kind of nailed that pretty well. So there's that. Okay. Um, there's a couple more things I have to talk about, but we'll go to Robbie. What have you been a watching or playing or whatever? So I am back to work, like working somewhat normal hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I did finish the first season of Sword Art Online. So there was oh. that. Uh, how was that? I enjoyed it. Uh, there is, once again, character depth. Like, I don't know how much Dry would like it, but and I know that E has his issues with think, it. Yeah, I, but I, I really don't think Dry would like it at all. Yeah, but um, I, I enjoyed it for what it was like. Um, technically, because like uh, the first season and second season kind of go together kind of the same way, like the first and second season of uh, um, Attack on Titan does. Where like it's just like no, I'm just saying where it's like it continues. It can, or the first season ends with the or first season ends and the second one picks up exactly where it left off, kind of thing. But there's two. It's two distinctive different tales in a weird way. Oh yeah. But um, other than that, like it. Other than that, they are two very different shows. Um, it it was good. I did enjoy it. Like I said, it had good character depth. Uh, I enjoyed the story for what it was. Um, it was weirdly like I can see something like that kind of happening. Especially with like the second season of it, um, to an extent, yeah, to an extent, like not, it's still fanatical. Don't get me wrong, but like in a more grounded version, I can kind of see something like that happening. Um, so from what I'm understanding here, is it's incredibly anime, right? Yeah, like it's like all the tropes. Is that what I'm understanding? Uh, high school I, tropes. Well, there's there's some there's high some. school tropes. Um, I want to say it's like super anime or super high school tropey like that though um sam just hates anime it's fine yeah sam says boo anime and chat not really magical <laughs> girls in this show i wouldn't no not there's technically one but i don't even know if i'd call her magical it's like a it's a fantasy yeah anime, it, it but... is like that's why i say fanatical because like it does take place in a vr mmo i think yeah, what so. you mean to say robbie is fantastical fanatical <laughs> it's both fanatical is very different <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, like I it's one of those I enjoyed it. Um, there was a, a YouTube channel that I found recently, like apparently he's been doing this for three years now, but I just recently came across it was a uh, Kit Boga. And what he does is he actually calls up scammers and does everything he can to waste their time, because the way that he sees it is uh, if scammers are spending time talking to him, that's time that they're spending not talking to someone else who could possibly actually be scammed. And so he actively fucks with scammers. Yeah, it, it's great the way that he fucks with scammers, too. Like he actually has a uh, a virtual machine set up on his laptop or set up on his computer. So like the are uh, because he does a lot of those scammers that like do remote access to your computer and everything. Sure. And he just gave me remote access to a virtual machine that he has full control over. So if they get into something that he doesn't want them to get into, he just cuts the Internet connection to the virtual machine or he'll just shut it off if he needs to. Um huh. He's also calling them through Skype. So like that way, like whenever he does his Twitch streams, they can just like listen along to like everything that's going on with it. And he just frustrates them as much as humanly possible. Uh, huh. he even has like characters where he uses like voice changers and everything else with it. It's it's in my opinion, highly entertaining. And I think he's doing a, a good service by wasting their time. I mean, service might be. a little <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. So doing a service might be a little, a little too far for <laughs> where I'm willing to put it, but it seems at least maybe entertaining. I, I find that highly entertaining. Yeah. 
but watching a bunch of scammers lose their mind with a guy that's wasting their time is pretty funny especially like because i guess one of the things that some scammers will do is like they'll say like like hey you're getting a refund from it or from microsoft and like you just got to call us and we'll send you or send you the money and then they come in through like a virtual or they come in through remote access and then they what they do is they'll say like like oh we meant to send you like four hundred dollars but we accidentally sent you four thousand you're gonna need that to send that back to us but since we sent you too much money you're gonna have to send it back to us in gift cards because our system got shut down because we sent you too much money sure sure and yeah apparently people do fall for that but like i guess that's one of the things like most of what i've seen is um him doing that scam and he'll go to the point of like getting fake um like he'll bring up like a fake banking information for like a made-up bank for them to try to steal money from and say like oh like we sent you too much money you're gonna have to send it back to us and then he'll actually open up like a either like a fake best buy page or a fake uh google our google account page and put in fake gift card our numbers and stuff like that because like what they'll do is they'll have you put the number in and then they'll redeem it instead of you redeeming it but he'll just redeem it himself even though they're fake numbers on to a fake account and just watch them lose their mind thinking that they're losing all this money to them. Like, oh, like, look, I'm helping you. Like, hey, like, I'll buy you a Surface tablet. That'll help out you, you guys, right? Huh. Weird. That's yeah. a lot of effort to fuck with these people. It is. But I, mean, I guess for him, it's making content. Though. Yeah, it's making content it's, and it's making money. And I guess the main reason why he does this is because his grandma with dementia was actually scammed by one of these people and lost like or basically lost her social security because of it. Yeah, so I can see. it's I... like a weird revenge thing for him, too, the way that I'm seeing it. Huh. But yeah, he's not the only one who does it on YouTube, but he are YouTube and Twitch, but he's the one that I first found on it and like sure kind of got me down that a road of YouTubers who do that. Some of them like I guess legitimately do what they can to like hack call centers in India to keep them from doing stuff like this. Okay, yeah, that is also that's a, just illegal. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> too much. <laughs> I mean it's criminals attacking criminals at that point. That, that doesn't make right two wrongs don't make right here is the thing. <laughs> right. But like I said, that like he doesn't do that. He just wastes their time as much yeah. as he possibly can, and makes which... money from people donating to him on stream. Right, 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 right. So, yeah, it works out then. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I found that it's one of those. Some of it's long form content, like some of his videos are like an hour and a half long on YouTube, and some of them are actually even cut down. Like he actually has some Twitch streams that apparently went on for like ten hours because of yeah how long he was just wasting their time. How? I'm gonna say that's a dedicated worker. If they're on the phone for 10 hours. Yeah, well, it's one of those like paid. they yeah, <laughs> if they think they're going to make $5,000 off of this guy, then they'll put in the time. Sure. Yeah, because even if you're putting in a 10 hour long day, that's a lot of money to make in one day. That's true. That's just what is the at a certain point? Like, what is the help from that person? He's like, all right, well, we're at hour nine. He couldn't possibly stream this along and not give me $5,000 at 10th hour, right? Yeah. Well, some of them are just like still in the depths of like, I can still make money off this person. Like they're still going along with it. And I think it's one of those greed blinds them. Right. Kind of things. Yeah. But yeah. I've been finding that highly entertaining while I'm at work. <laughs> Cause it's something that like on top of it being long form content, I can just like listen to it. So I can just put my phone down and do my job while I'm listening to this guy mess with scammers. Fair. Fair. Um, anything else you've been watching? Not much other than that. Like there's some more, like there's some stuff that we were talking about earlier that I need to get back into. Like I'd like love to watch or love to read the Watchmen comics. Yes. You, you need yeah. to read the Watchmen comics. Yeah. Love to and... watch the Readman comics. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know English. Um, you need to read them because they're great. And then you need to read them also because you have to, you don't have to, but it helps to have read them in order to watch the HBO show. Right. And I'd, want to watch the hbo show which also speaking of hbo shows did you ever finish lovecraft country i did not i've fallen off 
I did uh talking about HBO though, I did finish another HBO show. Uh Infinity Train. Oh, you finally finished it. I did, I did finish it. Um I stand by my stance that it's the weakest season. All right. Well, you are very, very, very much in the minority. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just didn't like the characters. I mean, you're kind of not supposed to like them in the third season as much. Well, you're supposed to grow to like them. But like maybe the ma- maybe one of them. There's definitely one you're definitely not supposed to like. Right. But like it feels like it's a setup for a better fourth season. Maybe um, they're not getting they're not getting it since the merger, though. Oh, really? There's no way the merger killed like everything. <laughs> I because like on HBO Max, it's it shows that it's a Max show. Yeah. So I would assume that they would just give them still under their rights. <laughs> well, sure, but it's fine. It's it's <laughs> I, I'm hopeful, but I'm just saying I don't. I'm He's hopeful, but cynical. <laughs> Yeah, sure. I mean, I guess it shows if people watched it or not, really. Mm-hmm. Depends on if they'll renew it or not. I mean, it was... They actually released the things, and Infinity Train was one of just the most watched things on the HBO Max. Oh, yeah, I could definitely see it just getting another season then. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I, I think it set up a really good fourth season story that'll follow all of the characters and give more of, like, a show feel to it instead of, like, a story feel. So, like, I think seasons one and two were, like, really closed stories that you could watch alone and feel good about watching them mm-hmm. like finishing them and season three felt like it was half of a story uh i'm i'm slightly inclined to agree like you definitely can't just watch season three like you could the other two yeah i do very much disagree though i think that the quality is just way better in season three and just tonally they were allowed to do a lot more that they weren't in season one and two i think that showed by um some of the stuff that happens in season three there's no way they could get away with that um <laughs> like yes yeah they it's darker but i don't think that that necessarily makes it better for this show i'm not saying because it's darker it's right. better i'm saying <laughs> that it was allowed to do a lot i'm saying i think all the time they wanted to do stuff like this and they were held back a bit at the start. Sure. I understand your point of view for sure. Like, I definitely get why you probably enjoyed the first one more. Right. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Which and then had funny. some like heartfelt stuff in there. It's still funny to me because you wouldn't watch a show if it was just like fun each episode, but it was fun a whole just it was a fun story a whole season instead of a well, fun one episode. Yeah, but it was like fun and then like had a story going through it. <laughs> And then, like, I think season two got more into the darker stuff and then had some fun stuff. Like, I think actually I'm going to say season two is my least favorite. Actually, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, Um, I think season I think season two is my least favorite. Um, And season three, I didn't feel like I was having fun ever. Like season three is definitely not fun. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I feel like they were telling a more mature story. Yeah. But like, I just wasn't enjoying it. So, I mean. I, I was I was constantly impressed by the animation, but I wasn't ever like, man, this show, like I was with like the first season. Um, they definitely get away, especially in the last episode of yes. season three, with a lot of stuff that shocked me. Um, but it made me think of like, okay, I could see if they get a season four, if they continue with some of these characters, where it's going. Okay. Um, or where I would hope it would be going, I think. Like, like I said, it feels like season one is a whole chapter. 
mm-hmm. season two is a whole chapter and season three is half a chapter like that's how it feels like if there's a season four i feel like season three and four are gonna go really well together maybe they did like it's definitely left up to interpretation at the end of season three yeah. whereas the other two were kind of bows put on yeah um but yeah <laughs> yeah season I mean... one is my favorite for sure I think that's a fair I I do. I am of the opinion. I think each season just gets better as it goes on. Uh, I I know you like season two the least. I I could almost argue season two might be my favorite, but I think that's because I can relate to the main character a lot better than in the first and third season. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like I could like that's the other thing. I couldn't relate to the characters in season three at all, like none of them at all. I mean, I didn't a little harder (laughs) to like. Like, I didn't even understand, like, where they're coming from, from a point of view. Like, it just felt, I don't know. Like, I, I see what they're going for, but it just didn't work for me. Yeah, I mean, that's fair, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Ultimately, you enjoyed this series entirely, though? You would say? Yeah, I would say I would recommend the series. Yeah. Well, there you go. Dry, the hater of all animation, <laughs> no, not even close. recommends the series. <laughs> I'm mostly joking. Uh, mostly half. <laughs> At least half joking. Um, so what have you been up to, E? Uh, so actually, I forgot. I did watch something. Uh, there was a pilot put out called Long Gone Gulch that I quite enjoyed. You would not. because okay. It's very like an episodic <laughs> kind of pilot. Okay. But I quite enjoyed it, and it's been like in the works for a while because it's an internet animated full short. It's like a full twenty-two minutes. Okay, and I really enjoyed it. It was very, very fun, kind of like a western kind of show. Oh, can you hear that? Okay, <laughs> you know, like a western kind of show, but like with very cartoonish elements. There's not a lot of cartoon westerns, honestly. Uh, Five Goes West. That's probably exists, sure. <laughs> Wait, you've never seen Fifle? No. I don't think he's ever seen American Tale now. What? I you would love them. Maybe. I don't know if you'd like Fifle Goes West, but you'd like the first one a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, I think it's a media medium that hasn't been done a lot in Because, uh, like there's a lot of like Western episodes of shows for yeah. sure, but like a whole Western I think could be interesting. And I do like a lot of the character designs in it's a very like action kind of show too okay i would say, like it has very like you could tell it's inspired by stuff like powerpuff girls i think there's a bit of ed and eddie inspiration myself well, there you go then yeah that's that, like that's mostly <laughs> like with how the characters act towards one another i think very ed and eddie kind okay. of so yeah there was that that was very that was a very interesting one let me just Double check. There was another thing I watched. No. Okay. So I. <laughs> I know it's not hard to look through everything I've seen. <laughs> but um, I have been getting into some quote unquote classics regarding games. I have decided to dust off my old 3DS and get some old DS games for it, and I got some Game Boy Advance games. Uh. The big one, of course, I've played uh, is Chrono Trigger, which is obviously one of the regarded as one of the best RPGs ever. Right. So how have you put any time into it yet? I I have gotten to like the big time travel type stuff, so I can now go into multiple times. So I'm not too far. Are you following a guide at all? No. Okay. that's okay. This is going to be interesting. (laughs) I definitely am excited to hear 
how you feel about it next week. <laughs> okay. Because this... I might finish it by next week. It doesn't seem too long. I don't know. I've been like looking. It depends how many. Everything I find says it depends how much side content you do. It also uh, depends on what you consider to be side content. I mean, that's I would argue there's too. no side content in the game. Actually. Yeah, maybe. Um, but uh, there's definitely a short version of that game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I get to put it. So to put it in perspective, where I'm at, I have five characters found. Okay. So and one I just found, which is the uh, I went to the back back in time. Okay. So that's about where I am at. Uh, I haven't finished any timeline yet. Okay. I think so. <laughs> we'll see where that goes. Man, th- this is fun. You're excited, aren't you? I am, because that game's weird. <laughs> I bet. Um, <laughs> I I've been dusting off my pro gamer skills too. I've been playing Cooking Mama. <laughs> Classic game, honestly. Yeah. I've I've enjoyed because like I was gonna get it for the Switch, but there's so much stuff around that one that I just didn't. Yeah, like that was like illegal, right? Yeah, it's What's up? Cookie Mama is hard. Yeah, I stand by that. Sam said that I that I tried it. I was like thinking, like you know, I'm I'm like good at like warrior and stuff. I mean, I can. Get, I was like, no, I'm getting fucked. I fucked up making instant ramen in that game. <laughs> <laughs> but um, how oh, she was it? Oh yeah, the new Cooking Mama. There was so there was a rumor that it had blockchaining elements, which kind of like. Use, yeah. And that it mined, it used your switch to mine Bitcoin. In retrospect, that's super stupid because there's no way you could do anything on the switch like that. But um, the real story is basically they had the rights, and the actual company was not really like didn't really like what they were doing with it, so they were pulling the rights, and then they said fuck it and released it anyways. <laughs> Yeah, that's the part that's like, what the fuck? Yeah, and they get, they're they trying to sue the nor- the actual company <laughs> saying that they're losing money because they made them pull it from the store. It's just a whole mess. And then the game was mediocre at best from all the reviews that actually played it, and it ran terribly on Switch anyways. Like, it's so... It's so weird that a company can just say, fuck it, we're doing it anyway. <laughs> And then it just happens. I know. Which, like, it's funny, though, because that that port of Switch, of the Cookie Mama might be one of the most expensive Switch games in the future. That's insane. Because <laughs> it got released and then pulled immediately, basically. So insane. Yeah. I mean, it's like that one game I told you guys about. Um, uh, Rose Red, I think. No, Rose Red. Perfect. Red is the Rose or something like that. What? It was a PS2 game uh, that got pulled off shelves because they said it was too graphic. Oh, uh, I know PS2. which one you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So, like, finding a copy of that these days, like on eBay or Amazon, is like, I think a minimum, like, $700. Yeah. But it's Jeez. mostly because that was a discontinued game. So, not a lot of, there's not a lot of copies out there. Jeez. Also, Sam and Chad is saying she watched a YouTube video of a girl that did a speed run for Cooking Mama games and there were no other speed runs and it took her almost seven hours. Yeah, Jesus. I actually watched that video. Sam's talking about it. I know which one she is. Oh, <laughs> it's fun. It was a all gold speed run. So they had to like do perfect on everything. So that's why it Rule took of so Rose. Long. Thank you, Sam. Uh, yeah. Uh, two, oh, man. 200. That's, you got yeah, last time probably. I looked on Amazon, it was like 700 for that game. So like that game has gone up in price quite a bit. 
but like old horror games for ps2 like there's apparently like this weird collector's market for it nowadays so like that and haunting grounds and uh i think even like the old resident evil outbreaks the silent hill 2 and 3 the original ones before they did the hds like all of those are going for insane prices online right now mm-hmm. ps2 was a weirdly strange place for like classic horror kind of stuff like tank control horror yeah like there was a bunch of shovelware uh tank control horror games on ps2 strangely enough doesn't surprise me there was one that i actually really liked i can't remember the name of it the calling that was we never mind (laughs) (laughs) um but it's just like a bunch of high schoolers and you you're just in a high school and they can die and you can like keep playing the game and have them some sort of some kind of die you mean um a corpse party i don't what no <laughs> um also i'm looking at rule of the rose on playstation 2 right here robbie showed me uh 629 dollars is the yeah. cheapest that's the cheap that's the acceptable quote-unquote condition holy shit that being said it is on amazon like going to the amazon page i did scroll past a ebay page for like 285 dollars but yeah like that game it's ridiculous how much people are asking for that one. Yeah. Well, the eBay, you know, that's like the low bid, though. Yeah. Uh, also, Obscure. It might be Obscure, actually. Yeah, that would make uh, sense. The game name for the one I'm thinking Which is of. funny because, like, with the Amazon page, uh, customers also bought our... Obscure. Yeah, Obscure <laughs> for $160. Oh, wait. Yeah, wait, is that the cover? Maybe? Uh, does that have screenshots, maybe? Uh, if you type in the word Obscure in <laughs> Oh, does Google, it sell... Oh, a, a four red lines. That's great. That's the second. Image. That's a, yeah. That's a default for PS2 oh, okay. whenever they don't have an image for it. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, yes, uh, it is obscure. Sam, good nice. job. Wow, how the fuck did you get that? Sam on your knows first every guess? horror video game ever made. That makes sense. Uh, I think I did also give you. An, uh, Sam says I think you gave me a PS2 copy of Obscure, and I think you are correct. I think I did that. <laughs> God, that's a game that I wish I could actually uh, find a copy of. Is Clock Tower? Like oh yeah, the original Super Nintendo one, or yeah. Well, the uh, original one was also on PlayStation, but oh, was it? Yeah, it, uh, it was hmm. at the end or at the end life of the Super Nintendo. It came out in '96, so it was one of the last games made for Super Nintendo and one of the first made for P- PlayStation. Huh. Yeah, that's fair. Weird. But yeah, the PlayStation copy of that goes for a ridiculous amount of money. So it is the second one, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I uh, I really liked that game. Actually, it was fucking hard, but I played a lot of it. I mean, you had a thing for playing hard games whenever you were younger too. Like, I think. The one that comes to mind more often than anything else is probably the Battlestar Galactica game. Yeah, nobody fucking brings it up. But that yeah. game was so fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody <laughs> talks about it. Be the change you want to see in the world. <laughs> I think it's because you're like one of the few people who actually advocate about how that company just made hard games in general. Like, Yeah, like the thing about that game, though, is that it was impossibly hard because even if you're like, okay, fuck it, I'm using cheat codes, which by the way I did because that game was so fucking hard. <laughs> I'm putting God mode on, I'm putting all my power up all the way. Doesn't matter, because you know what? There are um missions where you're stuck on a turret on a giant ship, and God mode deactivates no matter what, because you're not in your ship. Because God mode cheat is only active if you're in your ship flying around. <laughs> and so even the turret levels, which by the way are the hardest fucking levels, God mode can't, it doesn't work. So you just have to be good at the fucking game, really fucking good at the game, actually, in order to get past it at all. Very, very frustrating. Nice. Yeah. Which also with that, because I feel like there might be some people that would start talking about like the 
name that's also escaping me right now, but the company that made like Demon Souls and Dark Souls and the, all those games. FromSoft? Yeah, FromSoft. Yeah. But they're probably thinking like they made that game. It was actually a developer called Warthog Games. It was some sort of like C grade. I got it out of a discount bin brand. Yeah, new. like uh, I, I looked it up whenever I was like looking up the co- our company. Like apparently, like, yeah, they were def- they last until 2006. It's not so, too bad. Yeah, from 90, 1997 to 2006 is how long their company lasted. But uh, yeah, that game you can still find for like 10 bucks online. Yeah, it wasn't worth 10 bucks then. It's not worth 10 bucks now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, Sam said the reason that she knew it was obscure is because she just watched a Let's Play of it. So that's kind of funny timing. That is. That's very strange. Also, the speedrun thing that she brought up is funny timing because we were just talking about speedruns as well. Yeah, I we always were. talk about speedruns, though. Let's be real. That's true. <laughs> I think Sam might just have a mic in this house, though. She's always listening. But uh, she's just hooked into your Alexa. Yeah, so <laughs> that those were all the DS games I was currently playing. I, I have a bunch of others that I was looking forward to trying, like Drawn to Life and stuff. But oh, Drawn to Life was fun. I, they they have a new one. Oh, really? Uh. People say it's not quite like drawn to life. It's more like scribble knots. Oh. We'll see. Um, so then Game Boy Advance games I got a lot of. And the main ones I was playing is uh, I'll start with the one that people are probably actually going to know, which is Mario Pinball Land. Yeah, everyone knows that one. It's it's <laughs> Mario Pinball Land. Okay. okay. Is, uh, do you play pinball? Yeah, but Mario's the ball. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Wait, so it's just Sonic's pinball? Uh, no, it's like if you looked at a pinball from a, like a front perspective, kind of it's what, it's fun. No, it's great. It works. <laughs> it feels really good. That uh, doesn't save. I don't, my copy doesn't save. So, but it's also just pinball anyway. So right. I'm not too worried. Yeah. Like you, uh, the main thing that doesn't save is like, you can collect stars in that. And that lets you open doors to like certain parts. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so that, that's been fun. I mostly wanted that. Cause, uh, that's one that me and my brother had when we were younger. Oh. And he he lost the game. Gotcha. So I kind of wanted to like relive that a bit. Understandable. It's it's fun. I don't know. I don't know how much I'll play it more. But you know, <laughs> it's I mean having pinball is pinball. Yeah, pinball's great. <laughs> um Sam is saying in chat that she's at work and she hasn't had a customer since her pizza was delivered at 8 30. Uh when the delivery person also bought alcohol from her. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> oh, These deliveries are really, really getting to me. I just need someone to take the edge off while I drive around town with pizzas. Oh man, it's part of the delivery. <laughs> yeah. I just slosh like, hey, it's gonna be twenty-five bucks. Uh, the the next Game Boy Advance game is Astro Boy Omega Factor, which is a beat 'em up platformer. It is quite fun. Uh, way better than it has any rights to be. <laughs> okay. I don't, there's not a whole lot I could say other than that. Um, it just is that. <laughs> yeah. Well, like the interesting thing it did, I wasn't expecting you like beat it and then you unlocked a stage select. But the, the reason you get the stage select is you actually learn how to time travel. Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> when you beat the game, you get a bad ending where the world is doomed. And then a phoenix comes and is like, yo, here's time travel powers, Astro Boy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I'm doing the... Uh, next week, I'll probably have the update on what happens when you beat the game a second time. Huh. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And then it has like a... It has like... Well, it's a beat-em-up, so it should have this, but it has like the leveling system kind of thing where it's like 
It's life, punch, laser, gun, jets, sensor. And you can upgrade all of those. Huh. <laughs> it's also fucking hard. Oh, okay. <laughs> but some of that's just because it doesn't have good checkpoints. And some of that's just the enemies do way too much damage. Like, there's one mini boss I fought that could kill you in two hits. Great. <laughs> but it's still very fun. Okay. So I'm enjoying it. Um, Do you have to have, like, a reverence for Astro Boy to enjoy it? No, I've never seen Astro Boy. Okay, cool. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if you ever want to bust out your old Game Boy Advance that I know you still have. <laughs> Everyone probably has, like, seven of them holding up their kitchen table or something. <laughs> um. The next one, which Darius seemed kind of interesting when I talked about it on the actual podcast, uh, Wade Hickson's Counterpunch, which is a punch-out <laughs> yeah, game, that... <laughs> basically. It's a clone. Yeah, yeah really. I, I would definitely well, it play it. Well, it was licensed by Nintendo. Really? Yeah. And it only came out in America. Was that like their shot at another punch-out? No, it's just licensed, not... Oh, it wasn't made by Nintendo, okay, but like... Okay. <laughs> Nintendo just gave it the green light. Yeah. Okay. It, it's like punch-out with... But underground boxing is the big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's a bit shorter because it was a Game Boy Advance game, but it's really fun and honestly feels pretty good for not being an official Punch-Out game. It looks exactly like Punch-Out. Yeah, it looks like a... I, I saw a comment that described it, and I think it described it perfectly. It's like if 2000's Cartoon Network made a Punch-Out game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look like that. <laughs> so it, it is really cool. The part I like is... um they it kind of has like an overworld instead of like you just go through each match and in the overworld you can buy stuff some of the things you buy include paying someone to hit your opponent with a wrench before the match right yeah you're telling us that <laughs> paying the ref to count slower when you get knocked down <laughs> or paying the ring girl to just be in the ring and distract the opponent <laughs> <laughs> but you could also buy like uh power ups and stuff like in punch out you have the star punch uh, you could buy like different types of them. The one I bought that's actually really interesting is a counter punch, not like the titular, unfortunately. But <laughs> so like, if you use it as an opponent's about to hit you, you'll dodge and then immediately do a backhand. Oh, that's cool! And it's really fun and it feels really good. I wish it was just a button and instead of the do the to do it, you have to hold down in a and then hit up. Oh, it it works fine, but like there's, I just wish it was a button, right? Which yeah, yeah. it was Game Boy Advance. They didn't have a lot of buttons. Yeah, you had you had four buttons to work with, really. Yeah, <laughs> but it's very fun. My copy doesn't save, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll I'll have to one day. I'll probably like sit down and beat the entire thing in one sitting. But it's very it's very fun, and I wasn't expecting it to feel as good as it feels. Good, good. And then it's not it's just a Game Boy game. I forgot I started it. Um when I was little, I had a bootleg called Pokemon Diamond. Oh. Which those who don't know, Pokemon Diamond's a DS game. <laughs> but I had a, a Pokemon Diamond for the Game Boy, which is actually just an illegal <laughs> translation of a Japanese monster fighting game called, <laughs> called something Haiju Telefang. What? <laughs> yeah. So I downloaded that and I was playing the bootleg version again. But then I was like, what if I get the actual translation of this game? <laughs> so I decided to do that. And I've. 
Uh, just, yeah. Um, I love bootlegs, by the way. <laughs> so I just have a yeah. bunch of them. So I'm I'm gonna play through the uh I I'm gonna play through the translation because I have played through a lot of the bootleg, honestly. <laughs> Funnily enough, my coffee as a kid didn't save. <laughs> Isn't that the weird one where like you battle monsters and if you beat them you get their number? Yeah, you get their if you beat a monster, there's a chance you'll get their telephone number. I think I've played that before, but mine was uh, Pokemon Brown, and I looked at that, I was like, "There's not a Pokemon Brown. What the hell is this?" No, so I don't know if it was Brown. There's the ones that are that game for sure that bootlegs sent everywhere are Pokemon Diamond and Pokemon Jade. Pokemon Brown's another bootleg. Okay, so it might be something different. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's what I remember about it. Because like, I saw that, I was like, there's no such thing as a Pokemon Brown. What is this? And tried it. And yeah, it was like a weird game where like, you fight these monsters, but if you win, then you get their number and you can yeah. call them up to battle for you. So here's the part I really like about their system, though. They are always in the area that they're in. So you can't just like rely on the same monster like in Pokemon. You can't just take your monster and just grind the entire game with the one pokemon so like you go into an area and it will take them two or three turns to get to you because they're way over there you have one monster that's constant with you so you're not like so sitting there when you get their number they have to take some turns to get to you yeah depending on how far they are like but you have to like call them to summon them yeah so at the start of the battle it asks you who you want to call and then you could choose i think up to three monsters to call <laughs> what it's really fun i'm curious what the translation for stuff is gonna be because the bootlegs were all super dumb stuff my one of my favorites is there's just a move called defend and if you use it it tells you aussie attack defend What? because <laughs> it's just broken english <laughs> everywhere and that kind of reminds like a one game that like we first saw was a fan translation of because for the longest time it was only in Japan was a Tales of Fantasia. Yeah. Which yeah. yeah, I actually have a copy of that on PlayStation, which is in Japanese. So if I play that version, I just don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> and I was able to get a, uh, my hands on a Game Boy Advance version of that game that actually has the real translation to it. So I kind of want to play through that game just to see what the actual translation is. I've just... <laughs> This game's mechanics seem so weird. They, I like them honestly. <laughs> I kind of there's only like two generations of Telefang ever made. One on the Game Boy Color and one on the Game Boy Advance, and then it just died. Well, it never came to America officially, right, yeah. so that's probably some of the reason. But but like, how did you instantly know it wasn't Pokemon? Oh yeah, it's okay. Like <laughs> like you might look at the overworld sprites and be like, is this Pokemon? But as, like. The first thing that happens in the game is you go to a giant tree and then you answer a phone and you fall down into the tree into the electric monster world. <laughs> okay. So like <laughs> off the bat, you're like, this is not Pokemon, obviously. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, I, I like so a lot of it's probably nostalgia, but I do kind of like the idea behind it. So that's kind of why I'm curious about playing through the whole game with the actual what i'm supposed to read right with an actual story yeah okay that's sounds weird yeah <laughs> but uh yeah so other than that i so i was looking for more bootlegs but it's kind of <laughs> hard to find like roms of bootleg oh whoops i can't say uh, the rom it's hard to find official bootleg cartridges uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um 
since we're on the topic of games, you yeah. brought up a game last week, Super yep. Liminal. Um, I played through that. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was such a good game. Like if 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 you're into puzzle games, you need to check it out because it is just clever in every chapter. It's a short game. It is. Yeah. It's like an hour uh, and a half, two hours max. I took four, but <laughs> well, I've seen how you play video games though. So <laughs> sometimes I was just fucking around. Sure, yeah. Which you can't. It's do in that fun game to do in that yeah. game. I would yeah. argue. Um, like the first puzzles you get are just how is is literally perspective. Like if something looks like it should be big in your perspective and you grab it and put it that way, it turns into something big, no matter how you move around. Like that's some of the basic stuff. And then other stuff is like multiplication. And then that has to do with your perspective on things. Like you can multiply something. And then if like there's an edge and it keeps multiplying, then suddenly those things are on that edge. Yeah. It's really, really cool. Also, Sam asked uh, PS4. Um, It's on PS4 and PC. Yeah. Um, and Switch now, I guess. It's it's kind of on everything. I yeah. Think. Um, yeah, it's like $13. It's an incredible puzzle game that also has a story that's worth paying attention to, which I think... Or not, if you just want to do wacky perspective stuff. Right, yeah, or if you just want to do wacky perspective stuff, that's there. But like, I think the story, honestly, is really good. Yeah. And is also about perspective. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... So yeah, apparently, if you have $14, that's a good experience to have. It yes. is, and like, you sit down for a couple hours, it's just really fun, honestly. Is Is, like... All kinds of my jam. Yeah. <laughs> like it is short, has an interesting premise. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> in and out in the time of a modern blockbuster movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could play it twice, maybe even three times in the same amount of time that we watched Watchmen's Ultimate Cut. <laughs> That's fair. Also, something interesting. One on PC, it actually has Steam Workshop support. I didn't download because I don't want my brain to fry, but. <laughs> There's probably some crazy stuff people are doing with oh, it. I wouldn't doubt it. I would bet. Um, but honestly, I'm curious about replaying it sometime because, like, you could kind of solve a lot of puzzles in multiple ways. Yeah, you can. It gives you the tools to do it in a way that you see fit, which is why it's so fun. Um, and then something uh, I I watched a lot of stuff actually, but something oh. that you brought up, Robbie. Uh, I I took from everyone's things that they brought up last week on the live show. And I, <laughs> wow! I sampled everyone. Um, Here's a gold star. Thank you. Uh, I watched that cuss word thing on. Oh, the history of swear words. Yeah, I've watched up to bitch. So okay. just finished bitch last night. Next episode is pussy. Um, that show is really fun. I know, right? Um, I would I would might even say it's wholesome if it didn't cuss every two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's wholesome in a really weird fucking way. Yeah, I think one thing that it does really well though is destigmatizes the cuss word. Yeah. So like, even like really harsh cuss words at the beginning of the episode, you're like, ooh. Like by the end of it, it feels fun. Like if you hate cuss words, I think at the end of the episode, you don't care about that cuss word anymore. It's something that it does really well. It's something that I wouldn't show to my grandma, but (laughs) if you're young and you have an open mind, I think that that is a very fun show to watch for sure. Um, Yeah, I definitely enjoyed my time watching that show. I was really surprised because like I never heard of it until you brought it up. And then I did see one person talk about it and I was so like confused because they were like annoyed at the show. 
And what? like saying it should have went through way harsher words. Like someone, they're like, it should have went through like the N word. I'm like, what? No, there's no fun way for that. <laughs> like, I could see a season two maybe going through that, but that would be a very serious episode. Right. And that show is not like serious. It goes over some serious topics, like how the word bitch has been reclaimed and stuff like that. Um, but it doesn't in like a fun, silly way. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with some words. <laughs> some yeah. words are just evil and hateful yeah. for the most part. So it's really hard to do that with the word that has that much hate behind its right. Origins. Just, just literally pure racism. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It probably it's not a person I follow. I just saw it and they were like really annoyed. And then I think I kind of got the gist of who they were when they were like they screen capped some professor, I think on the bitch episode, mm-hmm. like a woman professor and like super angry about it. Yeah. So I think that's probably more. Yeah. I, I would say that probably know enough about them to know that that shows not for them. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I was just cause like, I never heard of it until Robbie brought up and then I saw it. It was some weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually read an article saying that that shows great, except for Nicholas cage. And I disagree with that. Yeah, I think he he might have been the perfect host for that show. Yeah, just because Nicolas Cage is actually a good actor. Um, and he knows when he has to be real dumb and silly with something and when he takes something seriously. And the weird lines in between that, oddly enough. Um, I respect him in a way that I don't respect any other actor. Just because Nicolas Cage 100% knows who Nicolas Cage is. Like, the fact that he'll go on to some movies... And know that it's a real dumb, stupid movie. And the director will be like, I want Nicolas Cage being most Nicolas Cage. He's like, Do you want like 70% Nicolas Cage? Or do you want like 100% Nicolas Cage? Because like he knows exactly what he's doing. Right. That, that's what's so amazing about him is he knows when he's overreacting. He knows when he's being an idiot. He knows when he's being an asshole. Like he understands in such a strange way his art form. <laughs> um, Sam says in chat, um, everyone knows women can't be professors he's commented earlier i think don't say it's my comment well no <laughs> the, the thing you brought up from some random yeah. internet guy um and then she said that nicholas cage was super fun in color out of space and he was he was insanely fun in that he like did a trump uh imitation at one point that wasn't okay. trump but you knew it was trump um it was it's a fun movie yeah i'm thinking i don't know if i've ever seen a movie like starring nicholas cage i don't think you have either i think the only yeah. one that you might have seen is like national treasure no okay yeah i don't think you've seen one then yeah Ooh. well we might have to look at some nicholas cage movies here e. it'll just be national treasure i think I vote con air the, i think national treasure is the one you would enjoy the most I don't know. <laughs> but i still vote con air let's just wait for the new nicholas cage movie to come out where he fights a bunch of animatronics and it's definitely not ripping off five nights at friday's guys definitely that not. movie looks so fucking fun actually probably i actually really want to see that it's literally <laughs> nicholas cage is hired to clean this old like almost chuck e cheese but they kind of look like the five nights at freddy's animatronics and then he murders them all in the night. Huh. See, my, yeah. <laughs> I'm just annoyed because they're just clearly ripping off Five Nights at Freddy's. And the creator of Five Nights at Freddy's is making a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Yeah, but it won't have Nicolas Cage in it. It could have. It could have. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing the Five Nights at Freddy's is going to be PG-13 and aimed more towards kids. I don't know. Whereas this one is Nicolas Cage. I think it Cage. might be R and then a bunch of kids are going to see it anyways. No, mm-hmm. they can't. They won't make it R. There's no way they make that R. They 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 need kids and teenagers who grew up with it to go see it. 
and be allowed to go see it. There, um, that's not going to be R. There's no fucking way Five Nights is R. I could definitely see it being R. No way. Especially if they use the actual lore from the games, I don't think they could get away with. You can get away with a lot on a PG-13 now. Yeah. Killing children? Yeah. yeah. Constantly? Yeah, scary stories of Tell in the Dark, that's the entire point. It's killing children. But those are actual stories, though, right? Like, they're No, not... they're not real. Yeah. They're not based on anything. They're based on children's books. Right. I, I think that has something to do with it, I would imagine. <laughs> I mean, they're not like old classic books. They were made in like the 80s and 90s. But it's just killing children uh, in horrible maybe. graphic ways yeah <laughs> and that was pg-13 i don't know it depends how they do it but i definitely think it'll be a higher rate i know he has a lot of young fan base but he definitely leans more into like adult stuff yeah but he does I, but i can see them pushing for a pg-13 on that i think it would be silly if they didn't do pg-13 i think that would be bad marketing if they didn't see, do pg-13 in 2024 or whenever the heck it comes out whenever the fuck um so another thing is finished up season two of Mayans and that shows season two ended really strong in a way that makes me think it might eventually get better than Sons of Anarchy did actually, um, which I really liked Sons of Anarchy. So that's a bit. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, though, that show uh, uh, behind the scenes has been riddled with fucking drama and a bunch of bullshit. So Kurt Sutter is no longer the showrunner um, and he did all of Sons of Anarchy to the shield. Uh, he did the first two seasons of Mayans. Um, but once Disney acquired Fox, which Mayans is on FX, which is a Fox network, uh-huh. um, Disney execs did not like how Kurt Sutter ran behind the scenes. And so he was fired. And he was like, you know what? That totally makes sense anyway. Uh, I, I, as a white man, I should not be doing a show that is basically on Mexican culture. Um, so he's like, you know what? I'm fine with it. I totally get it. I hope the people who run it in the future uh, are more acquainted with those stories than me. I mean, if it's Disney, I don't think it will. I doubt it. Um, probably get a wider guy, actually. It's very possible. Um, They'll get Nicolas Cage. I hope that... <laughs> that, <laughs> that just... would be really funny, actually. <laughs> um, I just hope that they allow it to be as dim and dark and adult as it is. Um... Because that show gets away with a lot of uh, violence and drama and nudity and cussing that I, it would get an instant R if it were a movie. Right. Like, it says mm-hmm. fuck so many times that I don't think they can even air on TV without, with, if they had to bleep it, you would not, you would miss half the dialogue. Um, yeah, I don't know how they get away with a lot of that stuff on there, actually. I'm just, I'm gonna say I have zero faith in Disney, so. <laughs> Me too. Um, but that show has been held back a bunch because of COVID stuff. Like it was supposed to be coming out uh, February, but then COVID happened. So now they haven't even started production until like March, I think of this year. So it's going to be a while cool. until that third season comes out. Um, someone named Captain Jimmy just came in and said, Hey, just finished binge watching all the death wish movies. I've seen portions of those movies, but I haven't like sat down and watched a full Death Wish movie. That's the raising one, right? With Jason Statham? No. I thought it was the one where they restart their birthday and die every time. No, no that's Happy Death Day. Oh. No, Death Wish is like this guy going and like fighting gangs in the Bronx. Are and... you sure? Yeah. You're oh, Sam got you. You're thinking of Death Race. Yep, yep, that's yep, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> um 
Yeah, you know, Death how, Wish. That, that's the one you've been wanting to show us, right? No, uh, <laughs> I don't think uh, I there's a movie called Death Sentence that I want to show you. That's God damn movie. it! Maybe this is just a really generic title for this movie. <laughs> it is a generic Jimmy title, said. but it was also like a. It was like this close to being like 1970s exploitation movies. Okay, uh, I, well, I like exploitation movies. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's basically like a guy going to Detroit and like fighting all the gangs in Detroit to clean up the streets. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. Like Bronson something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Those look awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a husband who lost his wife and daughter and goes on a vigilante spree. So yeah, John Wick. No, no. no. It's like an Charles old, Bronson. Thank it's you. like a chubby old dude, yeah. and like he's not an action hero, and he just has a revolver that he kills everyone with real easy. John Thick. <laughs> I wouldn't call him thick. I would maybe with a CK. It's definitely not thick though. <laughs> Captain Jimmy assures you that it is a badass movie series, not bad. And the remake with Bruce Willis is good too. Um, they seem like real schlocky, definitely from their time period movies. They look bad. I'm sorry. They they look like not a thing that I could enjoy unironically. I think ironically is the way I would have to go into those films. Possibly, but like I said, like I don't remember a whole lot because I've only seen like bits and pieces of those movies before, but like that's the vibe that I got off of them. Yeah, and then the thing that I heard about the Bruce Willis one is that it's real tone deaf, actually. Like it's kind of super racist is is sort of the thing that I've heard about the Bruce Willis one. I heard like I remember hearing about that, but that was actually before the movie even came out that everyone's like, oh, so it's like a white guy going and killing a whole bunch of black people in Chicago then. And then apparently like they actually did what they could to not be that in the movie. Right. Like I haven't seen it, so I can't say for sure. But that even after it came out, that's definitely what I heard. Is that it's literally a white guy killing a bunch of black people in Chicago? <laughs> uh, Captain Jimmy says it was really controversial when they came out. Every time they released them, they had to put out a warning to the audience not to become a vigilante. I'm gonna say maybe your movie's <laughs> sending a bad message if you have to put that warning. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. It's it's like an unironic uh, version of like Rorschach. <laughs> I, mean, I mean to be fair sometimes people misconstrued stuff like uh fight club's a big one people constantly misconstrued yeah that's true everyone's like man fight club really taught us all the great lessons right guys like that's, no, no you're missing the point yeah anyone who looks at tyler durton like a hero they're missing the point yep <laughs> so sam says or joker or yeah. joker yeah that's uh, another thing you don't no, want to be joker no you don't want to be joker <laughs> i see many people who say they want the relationship of joker and harley quinn it's like no you do not that no. is an abusive relationship horribly abusive yeah <laughs> um like margot robbie had to come out and say that's a bad idea uh mark hamill had to come out and say that's a bad idea um what the fuck? uh tara strong had to come out and say that was a bad idea like everyone who's actually been playing those scenes like <laughs> no no you don't want this see that's people need to actually watch the cartoon where fucking joker pushes harley out of fucking window and be like hey yeah i don't want that well, that's the thing, though, like when all the awful, awful memes started coming out was after Suicide Squad. Mm. And in that, there's literally a scene where he pushes her into the vat of acid. And everyone's like, I want that so much. And I never understood it. <laughs> it's because they got a pretty rock star to play him. That's why. Uh, Kevin Jimmy in chat says Death Sentence with Kevin Bacon is written by the same man who wrote Death Wish. Death Wish. It's essentially the same movie, but instead of daughter and wife dying, it's wife and sons. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. I haven't seen either, so I can't I can't say yeah. personally. I will say it did like Death Sentence. 
but I haven't seen enough of the Death Wish movies to say whether I'd like them or don't like them. It's like literally I've seen snippets of them. Yeah, yeah. Um I've seen like real bad scenes from I think it's like Death Wish 3 or Death Wish 4 where it's well, literally yeah, like if you get to the third or fourth movie like, pulling out his revolver and a guy is running away and he shoots him in the back like <laughs> from like stealing a purse or something like that. Like it's it's that it's that kind of film. Like yeah. the most I remember I can't remember it might have been the fourth one. I don't remember which one it was exactly. I remember there was one where he like just moved into this apartment and he realized that the window didn't have a lock on it. And so he put uh, just like a little spike trap on the bottom of it, which is literally just like nails uh, driven through a piece of plywood. Cool. And he comes back home the next day and there's like bloody footprints all over his apartment for people who are trying to break in. Oh, <laughs> okay. Maybe I'm thinking of a different thing, Captain Jimmy. He says, "Uh, that's this was three, and there's no slow mo in any of them." Maybe you were thinking of Watchmen, the the intro. Yeah, maybe that's what <laughs> I was thinking of. Um, I don't know. It's a. Uh, I might have to look into this. Yeah, one day, Dry will watch them and tell me. <laughs> yeah. Um. But speaking of watching, <laughs> um, I watched Wandavision, the two episode premiere. Oh yeah. Um. Um. I don't, I don't know what to think of it. Um, it's not technically bad, right? Okay. You, are you looking for reassurance? Or? In myself, I think. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I can't help you. <laughs> He's very conflicted about this, apparently. So the thing that it's doing is that it's the first two episodes are two different old school sitcoms that it's like referencing constantly. And it's shot in those styles. And the comedy is in those styles. Um so like uh bewitched and stuff like that it's like the same comedy even it's not like oh we're doing this like for funsies ironic like it feels very genuine to how those were written and how those were performed okay and that's fine like it's not technically bad it feels like that um but i don't like those (laughs) and they are cheesy and this feels like those cheesy things and then every now and again there's like little snippets of what's really going on underneath all of it and it's like very dramatic and very eerie but that's in the two episodes they put out so far like 40 minutes something like that which by the way the credits for the episodes are like seven minutes long what like i think they got the entire film film crew to help with every single episode (laughs) um but yeah in the 40 minutes there's maybe three and a half minutes of plot of what might actually be going on Hmm. like the, the best thing I've seen is uh, Andrew Reiner of Game Informer. Um, big comic book guy, big music guy, cool guy. He put out a tweet saying, WandaVision feels like 20 minutes of the post-credit scenes in the other Marvel, of what Marvel movies normally have post-credit scenes. It feels like 20 minutes of post-credit scene to where mm-hmm. you're looking for like the Easter eggs and like where it's going next. And I could, I when he said that, I was like, that yes, that's exactly what that feels like. I think I don't like that. Yeah, I don't know if I would like that either. <laughs> um, like I'm really from what it seems like, it seems like they're starting like 1950s, the 1960s, 1970s, like they're all gonna be like these sitcom styles. Can't wait till they get to Family Matters time. I I think they're going to. Bro. Um, they can't do Family Matters. That's all black characters. I think they could. Um <laughs> it's Disney, they'll find a way. <laughs> they'll have the oh, <laughs> the song of the South characters. Oh no, oh god, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but 
like, yeah, they're like paying homage to like the sitcoms of like 50s and 60s in these first two episodes. And I think they're going to get 70s, 80s, and well, 90s. Are they paying homage or are they just copying them? Right. I think that's where it gets confusing. Like, <laughs> are they just copying or are they paying homage? I think in some ways, yes. And to both of those, actually. Oh, no. Um, I don't think it's bad. Like, it's not technically bad. Like, I can't sit here and be like, it's bad. I can sit here and say, I don't think I enjoyed it, though. And it's going to be one that's really hard to keep up with because they're not releasing it all at once. They're releasing one episode now every week until they're done with, I think it's 11 episodes, 10 or 11 episodes, something like that. And they're only 20 minutes long. And so, like, when I sit down to watch things, like, I want to sit down and watch something. I don't want to sit down and, like, watch something for 20 minutes and then have to find something else. Like, that's what phones that's are for. That's what I what, do. Like, YouTube is for. That's, like, that's how I watch things. Right. Like, that's not how I watch things. So, like, I think it's going to be really hard to keep up with and stay invested in. Because 20 minutes is not very long to come back every week and be like, all right, what are we doing now? And okay, oh, we're done. Okay. Um, like, it's just not enough time. I don't yeah, think. Just in and out. <laughs> right. Like, it's not enough for me, <laughs> especially know, not joking. with like a big story. Um, I just, it's kind of, because that kind of reminds me of an anime I watched a couple of years now, I think, back now, um, called uh, School Live, which the premise behind that anime is the way it presents itself in the first episode is that it kind of presents itself as like a generic high school anime. Mm -hmm. But at the end it's revealed. It's actually a zombie survival anime. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I, I like that a lot. I don't think you would watch one cause you don't watch that much anime. So you wouldn't right. kind of, you wouldn't really get what they're kind of joking about. Yeah. But two, I don't think I could get you to watch through all the parts that aren't the zombie parts. So is it like, 18 minutes of not zombie parts and then two minutes of zombie parts. no there's way more zombie parts okay the first episode i would say it's about that but that's kind of because it's getting the bait and switch going gotcha. the rest like i the best way to explain it is that basically there's one character who's just kind of in denial of it all okay like not like on purpose i should say okay um so whenever you're kind of following that character it's kind of like haha cutesy high school hijinks mm-hmm and if you're following any other character, you get the zombie stuff. <laughs> so if you're if you're following this one character, it's a completely different show. Kind of. Interesting. And it does like from the second episode on, it's like a cool little blend where you kind of see things from multiple perspectives. OK. And the part I like is there's some twist that happen that you learn about later. And if and like you actually can put that together before huh. you learn the twist. That kind of sounds fun. See, again, I like it a lot, and I think you would like it, but it, I think it would be hard to get you past the anime parts. <laughs> yeah. That, like, that I tough. like it because it is a really good twist on uh, on the trope, as well as kind of being, again, like an homage to it, too. Like, it's right. not like making fun of people for liking that kind of anime. It's like, here's what you think you know. Throw that away, because that's not us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what was it called again? Uh, School Live. It's School. on Verve, if you ever feel like checking it out. Oh, uh, Verve. It's always on Verve. Yes, because that's where anime is. <laughs> you want you, you can watch it on fucking Crunchyroll. You got that? No, you don't. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> you can check HBO Max, actually, because I think they do have some Crunchyroll stuff. They have a couple yeah. Crunchyroll on there. there we go. Yeah. I might then. <laughs> I don't, again, I don't know if you'd be able to get past the anime parts, but okay. if you try, I think you might be interested in the not-anime parts. Okay, okay. It is a shame I have to reveal the twist, though, because it's really, it's really good, the first episode. 
if you don't know it's coming. Right. But I there's think no way I could get you to watch that. That's the kind of thing that feels like if you're like one of those people who are like, oh, cool. On a, another high school anime. I love these. <laughs> like another school anime. And then you're watching it. Oh, no. And then like that would be really cool to discover. Yeah. But it's one of those things that if you're an anime nerd, it's really easy to get other anime nerds to watch it. But if you're an anime nerd and you don't want that reveal, five minutes yeah. in, people who aren't anime nerds are like, fuck this. Yeah. Because like <laughs> even I had like I wasn't even going to watch it until I learned yeah that okay, it did see. that because like i want i won't spoil too much because you do sound kind of interested i might check it out if yeah. it's available <laughs> if it's more easy and ed robbie maybe <laughs> yeah we'll see if he's awake right now. i'm trying <laughs> um that's hbmx <laughs> yeah i was gonna check that oh, and see okay. if i can find Sorry. it on there oh yeah <laughs> you're like yeah i'm good and then just start watching the show. <laughs> Ooh, alien, quick. <laughs> but uh yeah, just reminds me of that though. Again, it sounds like yours is way more like if every episode was the first episode of that one. Yeah, that would be unfun. That would that would be uninteresting for me. Um, I feel like there's another thing I watched and I just cannot think of it. Was it the thing you were gonna tell us on the stairs? I don't know. What was I gonna tell you? I don't know, you didn't tell us. Oh, right. That's something I wanted to bring up to you. Um, it's a reality show that if like I were ever really into just like a reality show ass reality show, this is the one I would watch. Big Brother. Oh, yes. You were telling us about yeah. that. Yeah. Doesn't seem to be. And you didn't no. know what Big Brother was. No. I thought you were referring to 1984. No, no. Um, Big Brother is fucking insane. It was a UK show originally. Um, well, that's why Big Brother. Um and I know you're going to hate this when I describe it to you, E, so oh, no. here we go. It's just constant sex every episode. There's Well, it's a reality show, so it's <laughs> what those people do. But it's there are literally cameras inside of their house all the time, always on, always broadcasting. And you just turn the channel on and boom, here's Big Brother. And you just watch these people live their lives and maybe you hear their conversations, maybe you hear them talking. You could watch them sleep all night if that's really what you were into. <laughs> um occasionally sex happens although they say not to do that but sex still happens obviously because people are people and they're in this house for weeks on end mm -hmm. and slowly people get like taken out from votes or whatever i forget um but yeah it's literally you just watch them uh live their lives in this house and then some people get eliminated sometimes that's it because that's what, reasons yeah, yeah that's what the show is does not sound interesting at all yeah but like that sounds really creepy and fun in a way that other reality shows like try and force drama. I think Big Brother now does also try and force drama. But when it originally started, it was literally just like, watch these fucking idiots do stuff. <laughs> Which that seems fun to me. Uh, in a weird, creepy way, obviously. Not in like a just straight up fun way. Like you gotta be, you gotta be feeling real creepy uh, to like one in the morning and be like, I wonder what these assholes are doing right now. <laughs> so it's just constant. Like it's always, always, literally on. always on. So there's just times they're not in there then? It's every room. But like, what if they need to get groceries? They can't. They Everything's can't. brought to them. Oh. They live in this house. You have to watch them take a shit? No, no. There's no cameras in... Well, no, actually, there are cameras in the bathrooms. But I think that they're put in places to where you can't see them using the bathroom and you can't see inside the shower, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. That's um, slightly better. But it is on them not to walk around naked. If they walk around naked... Uh, I think they get a fine or something like that and get yelled at from a producer probably, but they could totally do that if they wanted. And if you were quote unquote lucky, then you would just see a naked person walking around. If you happen to be watching at that time. Of course. Also, there's a lot of chat happening. Oh, is there? <laughs> I, you might even have to scroll up. 
Oh my goodness, there is a lot of chat happening. Yeah, so this was. Uh, yeah. Oh my goodness, there's a lot. Yeah. Totally. Um, let's read some of this off. Uh, Jelly in chat says she grew up on that reality show. What? Thursday's nights at my house was insane. Um. <laughs> Sam saying she started watching a doc docu series about the Night Stalker, aka Richard Ramirez. I think I saw something on that today. Actually, it's on Netflix, right? Um. And Jelly says uh, her grandma had Big Brother After Dark, and it was three fucking hours of TVMA shit. It was very time consuming. <laughs> oh, yeah. And also, uh, there was a season happening this last year. And as Sam is bringing up in the chat, they didn't tell them right away that there was a pandemic in the real world. What? Yeah, they just let them keep living their lives while a pandemic was happening outside. This is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jelly says one season she bought the online viewing, which is 24-7 of just watching them. Yeah, it's just you watch them live their lives. And if you really, really watch them, you hear every single conversation and maybe you get some of the drama stuff. Um, but yeah, like the three hour thing that she was mentioning is like an edited tight, quote unquote, tighter version of that. So you get the normal reality show thing. Um. Yeah, there you go. Uh, she also says in one season they had video cameras in the bathroom. You can watch them taking baths. That's See? fucked up. Yeah, well, they signed on for it, though. Like, they know exactly what it is they're doing. That's still It's not like up. something... Like, if you if they're like, hey, there's cam there's cameras in the bathroom. We can watch taking baths. Do you want to be in this? On Do you want to be in on this or not? If they say yes, like, that's totally on them. <laughs> they are in on the whole thing at that point. Um, ooh, without censorship. Fun. Kind of gross, honestly, though, too, because <laughs> bats aren't really sexy in general. <laughs> kind of just I mean, gross. I guess they can be if you're trying to be. Yeah, you you got to try. Um, spread them out. Oh, don't. No, don't spread them out. Oh, God, no. That's the least attractive. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Sam says that that one documentary on Richard Ramirez is on Netflix. Yeah, I think I saw that. I'm going to check that out. So yeah, all right. So Big Brother, um, gonna make sure I never watch that ever. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, one hundred percent not an e thing. No. Yeah. Um. Oh, also, I have been watching, not watching, uh, playing a ton of Immortals: Phoenix Rising still. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's literally just Breath of the Wild. Super fun. Super one hundred percent a podcast game for me because I do not like the writing at all. <laughs> that's what I hear. Yeah, it's just not good like it's trying sometimes but it's just not for me uh i think if you're a 14 year old boy is that gonna be a funny game though i mean <laughs> if you're a 14 year old anything can really get you yeah that's true but like a lot of the jokes are like sex am i right guys <laughs> but i think also you might have to be a 14 year old who is well versed in greek mythology I know some 14 year olds. Well, there you go. Not currently. Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> like, when I was 14, there were definitely 14 year olds I knew that were very into Greek mythology. Yeah, like, I really got into Egyptian mythology and Greek mythology whenever I was in middle school. Yeah. Uh, Japanese but I was a mythology kid. was very popular at mine, too, aka just a bunch of weebs everywhere. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. You even had a weeb class. Yeah. Was it called weeb class? No, it was just called Japanese. <laughs> but there was an anime club where they just watched anime. That seems like an all right club. Probably. I don't know. I, I don't know what, like, how they got funding. What do you mean? Like, there's like they no... go into a room and they watch anime. There's what do you mean funding extra... for? The anime. What? 
No, you just go on a torrent site. It's fine. No, you cannot do that at a school. <laughs> Says who? The school. Is there a teacher watching? Yes, you oh. literally need a teacher to have a club. Oh, and also the FDA would probably have a fit. Or FCC. <laughs> FDA would be what? <laughs> yeah, the federal drug. They're like, are you weebs doing drugs in here? <laughs> That's not what the FDA <laughs> does, but... <laughs> Maybe. But the FCC was busy that week. <laughs> but uh the same last time we it kind of was it was like some kids were kind of interested in learning japanese but it was mostly just weeps <laughs> like oh what's up also joe and chat says there is there's this spoiler site for big brother uh which they took screenshots of naked people uh and it's on the website so if you want naked people spoilers i guess for reality show there's a site for that Cool. Weird. Really I mean, it weird. makes sense for the perverts of the internet. Uh, gross. <laughs> and then Sam on that Richard Ramirez documentary on Netflix says it's interesting and really hits home how evil Richard Ramirez was because he did not discriminate. His motive was to be evil. Which, yeah, actually, uh, he seemed actually extremely lucid in all of his conversations that he's had with people. And he seems to know exactly what he's doing. And why he's doing it, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken with somebody else. Uh, uh, correct me, Sam. Um, Richard Ramirez is like the really big, tall dude with glasses. Am I right? Um, I think I think I'm thinking of the right serial killer. <laughs> no, that's Ed Kemper. Ah, shit. Um, yeah, I am mixing it, them up then. Um, I think I may not know who Richard Ramirez is. Or maybe I do and I am just can't think of him. Well... Now I have um, even more motivation to watch this documentary then. Is it a documentary series or a documentary film? It's seven hours long. Series then. No. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> it's very possible it's seven hours long. Uh, serial killers maybe uh, take a while to talk about. Or maybe you don't want to talk about them that long also. Um, he was knows? in LA known for his bad halitosis. Is that the thing where your teeth smell? No. It's... <laughs> your whole mouth. Technically, yeah. <laughs> He's technically not wrong. Yes, it would be strange if it were just your teeth giving off an odor, though. <laughs> like, I thought it was because like your teeth were like rotting or something. Well, well that's what halitosis is, just bad breath. It's a fancy word for bad breath. <laughs> I thought it was a medical thing. Quote-unquote medical, yeah. It was it's, medi it's medical because they're trying to sell mouthwash to people. That's literally what it is. Really? Yeah. So, I thought it was just a medical condition where like your teeth rotted or something. No, that's no. just called drinking a lot of sugar. <laughs> drinking a lot of sugar yeah, yeah this is, so, what coke yeah. is man um what is it the fucking mouthwash we have in the listerine listerine yeah like uh was originally floor cleaner yeah that you could also put in your mouth um yeah you swish it around and spit on the floor cleans <laughs> yeah, it right up exactly uh, but <laughs> also no. gets a bunch of gross stuff on your floor <laughs> yeah it was like originally tile cleaner and then they're like oh you could use this to rinse your mouth out and then they said it was the cure for halitosis cure for halliberry no, no, you would never want to cure Halle Berry. She's great in John Wick 3. I think that's literally the only thing I've ever liked her in. So, <laughs> um, Sam says that Richard Ramirez uh, thing on Netflix is a docuseries, and he had really chronic bad breath. It was one of the things that helped him, that <laughs> helped them find him, apparently, because uh, he smelled so bad. Oh, geez. That's... They just, like, lined everyone up. All right, everyone say something lift up your arms it's <laughs> not gonna be halitosis if you lift up your arms <laughs> say how have you been doing a lot of emphasis on h's here guys just give us a nice smile 
<laughs> and then the SpongeBob episode starts playing where he eats the onion ice cream or whatever. Yeah, actually, you got that about right. Yes. It's a bunch of stuff, but mostly onion. Cool. I got it. I got a thing. That's the, that's the ugly episode. Oh, where he thinks he's ugly. Oh, Robbie messed up my audio. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Okay. Yeah. He just, he's, I tried yawning himself. away from the microphone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was just saying, ha ha ha. He was a super evil dude. But yeah, we're, we're kind of downplaying that by joking about his bad breaths. But that's true. Um, yeah, I'm going to start watching that tonight. I think that sounds actually, uh, for me, a very fun time. There's not much tonight to go. What do you mean? There's like a whole 30 minutes left of tonight. <laughs> well, I guess we better end the podcast. All right, guys. See you next no, week. No. Um, uh, have you been watching anything else, Sam, in chat? Uh, I'm interested. Since you're not on the phone, I can ask you in chat. Have you been playing any bootlegs like I have? <laughs> I'm sure she's just playing a ton of VR. She's got like 17 platinums in like a day or something. Sam says nothing. No bootlegs. No well, bootlegs. darn. I, I just love bootlegs. <laughs> I downloaded a Super Nintendo ROM of Pokemon Coliseum. Can't wait to play that. <laughs> I don't know. There's just something so like surreal about it. <laughs> it's weird, honestly. Yeah. It's just weird. I, I gotta say, I am super excited for you to keep playing Chrono Trigger. Nah, I'm gonna just start playing bootlegs. I'm gonna find a bootleg of Chrono Trigger <laughs> that's like translated from Vietnamese. And it's actually just Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> you joke. Pokemon Crystal Vietnamese Edition is a very popular bootleg. Of course. It's it just translated from Vietnamese in a terrible way. Cool. In fact, the Pokemon are called elves. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to use Google Translate to translate all your shit. I think I like that more than Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would. <laughs> Maybe I'll give you Telefang. Maybe you'll like that more than Pokemon. That sounds so fucking weird. It is very weird. In a good way. Zam says, I did finish the fishman, or Fisherman's Tale. I have one more trophy to platinum it. Of course you do. Sam was just telling me the other night that she has been getting a bunch of platinums because VR games are really short yeah. and like really easy to get platinums on. So she's been getting a bunch of platinums. Apparently you have to get the last trophy. She has to play through it again. And the goal is to pick up less than 150 items through the whole game. Wow. I personally don't like those kinds of... I mean, if it's a short enough game, fine. Right, it's VR, so it's probably pretty short. But, like, I don't like... There are so many games that have, like, that kind of things when they're, like, 10-hour-long games, and I'm like, come on. Like, Shovel Knight's a big one, like, that has a thing for not collecting a lot of money, and Shovel Knight is very yeah. hard. Yeah, like, everything drops money. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like uh, Resident Evil 7, actually, apparently has a trophy to where... Uh, if you can beat the game while opening the um, blender, no, opening <laughs> or opening up your item chest less than five times. Yeah, it's like, yeah all the Resident Evils have stuff like that. Yeah, it's just like I don't get it. Like I don't see how that's fun, especially in long games like that. Um, well, Resident Evil Seven is one of the longer ones of Resident Evil games. I will say, uh, besides Resident Evil Four and Resident Evil Six, I think Resident Evil Five is actually also pretty long. Um, so they're all long is what you're well, saying no no actually all the originals all like the uh one two three four yeah like no no not four one, four two. is long uh one two three veronica all the tank control ones okay were honestly extremely short but the things that made them long is that they were also extremely hard yeah, but if you knew so what you were doing hard to play yeah. yeah so if you knew what you're doing you can get through them very quickly in fact they were designed for that there were rewards built into the game for that um remake two and remake three also have that built in because even if you don't know what you're doing you can get through them in six hours Mm-hmm. if you know what you're doing um there's tons and tons of trophies and platinums and stuff like do just a knife run use your knife uh 
um, beat it in less than an hour and a half, beat it without saving more than three times. Is that how you unlock the dog ending? <laughs> no, the, uh, <laughs> for Resident Evil 2 remake, there's only two endings technically because there's a, a Leon run, a Veronica run, and then a true run after you've beaten both the campaigns. That one you play as Nemesis? No, no, no. Nemesis is not in two. He's in three. Oh, yeah, Mr. X is in two. Mr. X, Miss. <laughs> but no. Um, I actually just, I think I talked about it a little bit, but I beat Resident Evil 3 last week or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really good. Uh, but literally once I beat it, I deleted it. Because like I'm not the person who plays the Resident Evil game and does like all the challenges and is like, okay, well now I have to do this and this so I can have a rocket launcher but next Jariah, time. What about the run where you've complete the game with your pants down There's, i wouldn't doubt if there is a run for that <laughs> that reverts it back to tank controls because you can't walk normally <laughs> uh, the i should challenge. make a game like that no, the ultimate challenge beating it with a guitar hero guitar <laughs> well that i wouldn't even say that's the ultimate challenge there's a fucking streamer that e watches yeah. or watched that um Plays everything on a DDR mat. Yeah, um, he actually so he was just featured in AGDQ, which is a big speedrunning event. Right. I don't for those who don't know, he was actually in it for uh Sled Seasides. All <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> he did that also just cause he could, cause he was practicing a lot. He did it with getting all the gold berries, which means if you die, you go back to the start. And he did it under his estimate of like, I think it was twelve minutes. That pisses me off because I can't even get through the main game with a controller. Just get good. <laughs> I mean, he practiced for thousands and thousands of hours. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just insane. But yeah, it was great. Uh, Sam says in chat that she almost beat Code Veronica a long time ago. Got to the point where I just didn't have enough resources and couldn't go further. Um, yeah, so that's the thing. Code Veronica is very famous for having a part to where if you don't know it's happening, you are fucked. Is that like where you just have to like shoot a ghost at the end or something? No, no, is no. Is that Resident Evil? Am I thinking the right stuff? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, there's no ghosts in Resident Evil until the next Resident Evil. Resident Evil 8 that comes out, who knows when. But it looks like there's going to be ghosts on that one, which there's none. And werewolves. They're secretly and actually still and witches. zombies. Mate, probably. <laughs> um, but no, like you ha- you get on this one point, and if you don't have enough resources, and if you save it after that point, you are literally fucked. If you don't have enough things, you literally cannot get through it if you didn't prepare for this point specifically. Um, and it doesn't warn you about it, it never tells you about it, you just have to have gotten to that point and know it's going to happen. Which classic fucking Resident Evil right there. I mean, that's just an issue a lot of video games have. Actually, I had to quit playing the Game Boy Advance version of Fire Emblem because I soft-locked myself because I had a save right before I took damage with my main character. Oof, sweet. So, like, if I started it, I would just get hit immediately and get a game over, and the only save I had was that one. I mean, yeah, I love that. <laughs> fucking, why do games even love that? I know, like... I have to, I think that's why they don't let you save like that in any of them now. But yeah, autosave has become a standard for a reason, I think. Well, yeah. funny thing about that is uh, I know like the original Crisis game, uh, there was a like it was an autosave. Like I just finished mm-hmm. a boss battle, but it was with the helicopter and it autosaved like right when the helicopter fell on top of my character. So it would just like 
autosave and reboot back to yeah. helicopters falling on top me and me not being able to move out of the way in time I, I think you need a healthy medium between manual and auto save yeah. for yes, yes. reasons like that but that also being said i've also played games wherever you have to manually save it and if you forget and you die then you have to just go back three hours in the game i had that issue because i actually was going to play the super nintendo chrono trigger i got through <laughs> all the boring ass start stuff oh that's very charming not when you have to do it multiple times. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I got through all of that, went through the overworld, fought an enemy, and died. And then I realized, oh, I was supposed to save on the overworld despite never being told that's the only place you could save. Yep. <laughs> and I didn't get to... And I just had to restart the game, which is kind of why I looked into the DS remake. <laughs> Fair. <Amazing. laughs> Oh, uh, uh, also, Code Veronica, uh, Sam says in chat, she had to start Code Veronica over a few times. That was the first Resident Evil game I got, was Code Veronica. Uh, I had played Zero and One remake before that, but my first owned Resident Evil was Veronica, which is pretty famously the hardest Resident Evil. And I remember opening that on Christmas. I think it was a Christmas gift from my sister, actually. Not this one? No, my other sister, I think, if I remember correctly. And... I opened it. I th- I'm pretty sure it was a Christmas gift. It was either Christmas or birthday. I don't remember. It was a present. It's not that important. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I played it for like hours and hours, and I kept dying and kept dying. And I was like, "Huh? Well, I guess I'm just never gonna beat this." And I never played it again. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why you need to be stubborn like me, where you're like, "Fuck you, game! I'm gonna beat you even if you don't want me to." Yeah, that was definitely. I don't know how old I was. Maybe 10, 11. I was not in the like mindset of I'm just going to keep doing this. That's the best time to be in that mindset because you don't have many video games. See, I was, <laughs> but I was an asshole. So I was like, it's not that it's hard or it's not that I'm bad. It's that it's too hard. No. And so I just wouldn't do it anymore. I'd be like, fuck you game. <laughs> I'm going to beat you. That's There's actually be- another game where that happened too, where I think it's probably like prime where he was with video games and he still refuses to play that game to this day because of it, it was a game called dead to rights and there's oh, a bomb defusal game where it's like you know it's where you have to go through a maze but you can't touch the edges and if you touch the edges and the bomb blows up oh like and you have like the weird hooky thing yeah it's like a yeah. string you have to go around oh, yeah it was that but you had to defuse a bomb that way and um i remember he was playing that game and he was blaming everybody else for not him not being able to <laughs> yep. beat it and he made everybody shut up and like he's like shut up i can't concentrate with everybody talking everybody just be quiet and everybody was so silent you can hear a pin drop and he still failed it <laughs> and so he just threw down the controller and walked out of the room yeah and then robbie picked it up did it first try <laughs> I, I, it was probably something close to that the other thing that happened during me playing that game is i think after the bomb thing i cried um <laughs> but another thing that happened i was playing it with volume on and shooting people and there was like cussing and t- like people telling you like you suck like go fuck yourself stuff like that and my dad was like if i hear one more cuss word i'm yanking the uh cords out of that and i'm throwing it away and so i turned the tv all the way down he's like i was just kidding it's like oh that's a weird memory to say i hated that <laughs> <laughs> that's not even anything <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, but I remember it happening, and I hated it. Okay, <laughs> good game, but he had some bad memories with it. Yeah. Also, going back and playing that game now, I it does not hold up. The controls are bad, straight up bad controls for that game. That's why you just gotta be like, "Fuck you!" 
But like, I, they, I, Spike got me through a lot of games that I did not have any right to play anymore. The, the thing is, they're not even like standard shooter controls. It's like you lock on with like they, B and like shoot with A or something like that. No, you locked with the triggers and then you shot with A. Yes, he not. That's good. still not. It's not good. It was standard for the time, but not anymore. Not like good. I remember whenever uh, True Crimes came out and that one was like an auto aim. Uh, you found that to be way better because you can just press the or you can just press the trigger button to shoot while moving around. Yeah, here's the thing. Auto aim is pretty good for consoles. It was still on GameCube where you had two sticks. Yeah. So <laughs> I it was bad controls. Uh, at the age I didn't know it was bad controls, I now know they were bad controls. Are they bad controls, or did your hands break? No, they My were just... hands are fine, sir. <laughs> it was one of those, like, they didn't know how to control games like that uh, back then. Like, that that was still kind of the early days of third-person shooters. It's true, I mean, but still. I'm mostly just... I, I honestly can get through a lot of, like, terrible and weird control schemes. Like, Kid Icarus Uprising is the one I do the most. <sighs> Because I actually can play that perfectly fine. In fact, I beat that game entirely in a car ride. I don't even know how. I can barely play that game on like a table. Yeah, it's it's like it was just like perfectly manufactured for my hands. Apparently, <laughs> Sakurai actually like measured my hands to find the optimal <laughs> grip. Like so, if if you don't know, maybe Robbie, you don't know, or people yeah. listening don't know, the game you had to control it with your hand, your left hand. Or right hand, I guess. Yeah. And then you use the stylus on the touchscreen as a, basically a second stick. Mm-hmm. But the way you had to press buttons and everything like that gave you hand cramps so badly that they actually gave you a stand that came with the game so that you didn't have to hold it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it it's sounds like a bad control design. Well, it's because yeah. it was a game that need. it was like a twin stick shooter. But it didn't have the twin stick. Yeah, exactly. Like, it is a game I really hope gets remastered one day because it's a great game, but has the most asinine control scheme. Really bad. And then, like, the thing that bothered me, too, is later on, Nintendo put out this... The new 3DS. Not even the new 3DS. They put out the peripheral that just added a second oh, yeah, stick. Specifically actually... for Monster Hunter. <laughs> Yeah, it was it worked on Monster Hunter and Resident Evil Revelations. I got it for Resident Evil Revelations, which, by the way, fucking great 3DS game, fucking fantastic Resident Evil game too. You can get it on everything now, but yeah, um, I bought that peripheral just for that, and I was like, ooh, I can play Uprising with it now. <laughs> Uprising didn't use it because <laughs> they they can't they didn't future proof it. How would you patch it? I don't fucking I don't no. know. Pa- Do you remember the 3DS? <laughs> They did not patch them. It was fucking insane that Smash Bros. got patches, and that's a fighting game. It's true. But, like, man, that was, like, that. that's a control thing that could have saved that game and made it, like, really great playable for people with normal hands, not just me hands. <laughs> for anyone that's not me. And, like, it just didn't work. It was no. very upsetting. That's, like, I one, that game, I think, is nearing, like, 10 years old. Older. I think Maybe. now, actually. It? I thought it was 2011. I feel like it was earlier than that, but maybe it was late 3DS, actually. it was. I think it was mid 3DS. I... Hmm. Look it up here. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Oh, oh. No, uh, go ahead. I'm looking. Okay, I was going to say, I don't know why, but you guys talking about like, horrible control schemes for that. Reminded me of a game that I bought on sale for Steam, which I still feel like I'll play it one of these days, but I tried the control... I tried to play it, and the control scheme just really fucked up the game for me. It was this old game called Gothic, Gothic, which is like I've heard of it. Yeah, it's an old RPG game, and like I could probably get used to that, but like it's one of those I'd have to constantly be playing it in order to get used to it. 
because it uses like a very non-standard control scheme on a keyboard to where like i think control is one of the main buttons you press in that game was it made for dos <laughs> no it was like in a weird it, it was like around the ps1 era like between ps1 and ps2 era but it was like too ambitious like it was too large of a game to be on ps1 so it was just on pc yeah, and they had weird control schemes for the p or for the pc on it and it uh it, it's i don't even know how to explain it like it's, it's been so long since i played it but shift five times <laughs> stuff like that kind of yeah like moving around is wonky and like attacking is really wonky and like you have to do like all these really weird button combinations just like get into your inventory to like equip stuff to your guy and it probably wouldn't be as big of a deal if it wasn't like a hundred plus hour long game fuck yeah what kind of game is it it's an old rpg okay <laughs> i looked it up kid Icarus uprising came out in march 2012 she really yeah man they should have put that out on other things like what the Wii? <laughs> sure i don't know wait a year put it on the switch put it on the wii u but also keep the stupid stylus as the <laughs> actually it might work better on wii u because that's a way bigger that is a way bigger tablet yeah. actually man like uh it was i don't know a couple months ago now but you uh had your like wii u tablet out yeah and i picked it up and i was like man this thing feels cheap now like <laughs> after like the switch and all that stuff came out like this yeah. feels like a bad toy now it's very weird because like when it came out i thought it felt like really solid and good see my thing i still like but i would trust dropping that more than i would trust dropping the switch <laughs> Yes, the switch is something that feels like if you drop it, like you would be lucky if it ever works again, just because it feels like everything that's in it is so fragile. Uh, you make a point there. Yeah, but so yeah, apparently the first Gothic game came out in two thousand one, so it was like at the end of the PS one era and to the, the start of the PS two era. Okay, yeah. So I decided to look up when the three DS came out. The three DS came out in March twenty eleven. So Uprising came out one year into the three DS's life. How long did when did the Switch came out in 2017. Yeah. 3DS officially was discontinued last year. Really? Man, that is so... like, Because in my mind, 3DS was gone in 2015. It kind... Well, I'd say it's 2017. I think like Switch was really the nail in the coffin. Yeah, okay. But like they uh, they kept like releasing random stuff on it for whatever reason. Like um, the big one they released on 3DS, but not the Switch, was the Bowser Inside Story remake. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I think what's happened with me is 2020 fucked my internal timeline up so much because it felt like that was eight years. <laughs> oh, God. I'm... Yeah. Robbie's showing me the control scheme for this game. This is fucked. Yeah. So, like, here, I'll, I'll just read this to you really quick because it says uh, interacting with the world is done with the action keys, also known as the use key, is, which is, by default is control. Plus a direction. So for most actions, directions are for up. So pick up an item is control up. Attack for, with melee weapon is control up, left or right. Parry, control down. Punch, control up. Fire an arrow, control up. Use or use magic, control up. You, or talk to an NPC, control up. Open a door, control up. Pick a lock, door or chest, or control left or right. Drop an item from inventory, control down. Move one item from inventory, control left or right. Move 10 items uh, to and from an inventory, control A or D. Move 100 items or more from an inventory, control shift A or D. So like everything uses control in some way, shape or form. And it does not explain to you at all because the game wants you to read the manual. But if you buy it on Steam, you don't have the fucking manual. <laughs> when picking a lock, hold down use throughout the lock picking process. Yeah. 
and you'll need a pick lock ER for both left and right. So you actually have to go into inventory with control to pick or to <laughs> pick or grab the pick lock and then hold control to like put the pick lock in the door. So like it, it was a uh, fucked control scheme, if you ask me. Feels like it could have been on a console easily. This, yeah. This genuinely doesn't sound like it's a DOS game. Though. No, like, it's not. 2001 was way after DOS. But home, like Home Star Runner game. <laughs> that is such a contextual thing. Yeah. Like you have an entire keyboard and you use control for everything. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is because there's like uh, people who love that game, despite the control scheme of it, it has a nine out of 10 on steam. F- oh, fucking worse. I wonder if there's someone who modded it to have an actual usable control. <laughs> I mean, when I looked up the controls, one of the first things that came up, is there a mod to make Gothic one controls better? <laughs> is there a mod to make this game playable? Yeah. Or like this control scheme is going to kill me. How the hell do I pick up items in attack? Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. It's all the same thing. Yeah. Gothic <laughs> one change controls. Oh man! <laughs> but yeah, like it's one of those like you you're forced to read the manual to know how to do anything in the game. <laughs> Does Gothic and... have bad controls? Page two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like it's just stuff like that because like th- that's how weird the controls were for that game. And like I remember like I had a really hard time getting into the game because the control scheme was such fu- it was so fucked. Yeah. Huh. See, like, but that's just bad design. Yeah. Like Kid Icarus kind of just didn't have a better option. That's true. And that's fair. Cause yeah, with Gothic, they had an entire keyboard, but it was also 2001. So they, that, like I said, that's still kind of the wild West when it came to certain things. Mm-hmm. Like there's, I feel like the mid nineties to the mid two thousands was like a weird experimental phase for video games to where like they had to find out what did and didn't work. Well, it's like, cause that's kind of when we were learning that 3d is. Yeah, exactly. Feasible. Cause yeah. Because that's why uh, a lot of those old games that me and Dry played had tank controls is because that was like the best way they knew how to control characters in a 3D space at the time. But here's the thing. What game designers like, uh, I don't know, just control up for everything. Yeah, like that. Like, like I said, the control scheme was fucked for Gothic. That's a guy that was just real lazy and like, oh, I need to finish the control scheme today. <laughs> control, control this. Control. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yeah, but yeah, like I ended up buying because like I don't even have just the first Gothic because it was like one of those you buy the entire series for like fifteen dollars kind of sales. So I was like, sure, why not? Is, is and so there, I have four of those games. Is there one that doesn't control? I guess I think so. Yeah, I think the third and fourth one don't. <laughs> oh, so you have to play through two hundred hours of game before you get to a good one. Yeah, <laughs> that's just. But yeah, that game had four or it had four games all all in all. So it was successful. People apparently liked that game. Apparently. Jeez. Oh, man. But uh, that also being said, the original System Shock had a fucked control scheme, too. Yeah, I can't. But that one was. Actually. Yeah, I was going to say that was also an old game. So that's yeah. why that control scheme was yeah. fucked. Man. Well, this has been fun, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Weirdly enough, me bitching about control schemes on old PC games is what woke me up. <laughs> I got to, I got to talk about random Game Boy games that no one has heard about or cares. <laughs> I, I, the thing that I need to remember in the future is that I just need to talk about bad PC control schemes and the fire rises in Robin. Yeah. We need to start off everyone with bad PC control schemes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you also apparently need to remember to ask me about Chrono Trigger next week if I forget. Yes, I yeah. do need to ask you about that. Um, but if anybody out there is listening to this live or listening to the archive and you want to listen to more of our stuff that isn't maybe so free form, we have our normal show that just comes out. Uh, you can find that on 
any podcast thing. Last one's in. I don't know if you just randomly ran across this and are listening to it for some reason. Um, Nevertheless, thanks for listening. Um, Yeah, those come out every Thursday. Every Thursday at 8 in the morning. Our Um, time. Our time, yes. Mountain Mountain Standard U.S. time. (laughs) Um, Live shows every Saturday at 10 o'clock Mountain Standard time at night, I should say. Uh, PM. Um, twenty two hundred hours. Okay, yeah, twenty two hundred. I'm doing. I'm. I'm really good at this. <laughs> um, but if you guys want to get a hold of us anywhere, you can do so on our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Last ones in and last ones in podcast, respectively. I think. Mm. And if you want to shoot us a message on any of those, you can, or you can throw an email our way at the last ones in podcast at gmail.com Again, that is the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Send us your control schemes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, Everybody in the chat, Sam, Kevin, Jimmy, Jelly, obviously, uh, Sermenti, Sean. Um, Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, Everybody out there, have a great one. Bye. Bye. Wrong way.